0: What is up, my friend? Welcome back to MPI Radio. Unless you're new, then welcome to MPI Radio. Today is a special day because it is an expert interview. And what that means is that I am here to help you make your own massive positive impact, which is what MPI stands for. But sometimes I don't like to do it by myself. Uh, Every week, actually, I like to bring on a friend to help me do that. So I call upon my friends to help us all make, help everybody make a massive positive impact in the world today we have someone who specializes in web design. This man's name is Steven Barlow. He's a co-owner of Smart Monkey Webworks, And Steven built his first website while he was opening up a new business. And he actually found out that he really loved the process so much that he started to build um, other sites for friends and colleagues. He was just Really fell in love with the whole entire process. And nearly a decade and a half later, he's still building websites and he still loves it. So Steven uh, loves balance in his life. So he's just a really good fit for this show, I feel. And he maintains an active lifestyle when he's not working, sitting at his keyboard. He's an avid backpacker, rock climber, kayaker, student of jujitsu, my man, and a dancer. And he's actually a founding member of a critically acc- acclaimed, award-winning dance company, Loose Change. And he taught, performed, and competed across the country for over 15 years. Stephen, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing spectacular, man. Really grateful to have you here because you have like, you're very professional. And then you also do a bunch of fun stuff on the outside. And it's like, yeah, perfect guest because I love yeah. to have people, who, uh, you know, go after the entrepreneurial journeys. It's kind of typically the people that listen to this or typically entrepreneurs or people that want to make something happen, have some big accomplishment in some way and, uh, make a really fully charged life. And I feel like you are the definition of a fully charged life for sure. Cause you do a lot of things. Thank you. I, I
1: appreciate being here. I've been watching some of your podcasts and I just, I love the work you've been doing. I love the the messages and and information you've been getting out to people.
0: Thank you, man. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, So quick question after reading through your bio, what is it about websites that you love so much? Or is it the process? Like, what is it about building websites that you enjoy so much?
1: Uh, I I can tell you exactly what it is. It's that it scratches two very separate itches for me. It scratches my, my creativity itch, my need to create and build something that I can point out and say, look, I made that. And it also scratches my, my technical itch. So, you know, like I grew up in a big family, we were always doing puzzles, playing games. And I just, I love that process. I love figuring something out, taking the time to really deconstruct and, and see what's going on. And and like, there's a, there's a saying that with uh, computer programming, 80% of the time is just reading someone else's code.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a puzzle, like, Sometimes yeah. I get into a website that we didn't build, but they need help, and I have to spend time and and really look like, okay, what did the developers do here, and why did they do that, and what can I do to get to where I want to go?
0: Mm, for sure, right so on. Those
1: those two things, web web design and and development, is a it's just a phenomenal marriage of creativity and and need for technical thinking.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, it's also because like you, like we were talking about right before we started the interviews that you do jujitsu. And I think it's like, it's kind of interesting. I found that there's components to different pieces of our life that kind of express who we are. And then when we can incorporate that into our business, we really enjoy the work that we do, you know, cause like jujitsu for example, or even dance too, it's very technical um, in it. And then you can also not just like technology tech, but just like the thinking process that goes behind it. I think that that really dovetails into our business when we really enjoy our work. You know what I mean? There's like yeah. components well, to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're, they're both like both dance and jujitsu are very technical, but at the same time, they're very fluid.
0: Mm-hmm. There's,
1: there's no, you know, when this happens, you do this because in jujitsu if this happens and you do this, somebody else is going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you have to adjust and it's a constant process in, in my, uh, my dance company, we used to have a saying that there are no mistakes, only spontaneous choreography changes.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so that's a really good perspective, you know, and that's like, I think that's good for anybody, you know, in business or really just life. Um, I think it was Bruce Lee who said, I don't remember the quote verbatim, but he said to, to be like water, you know, and just be fluid and to be able to move like water and adjust and adapt. And I yeah. think that's so, it's very powerful perspective when, uh, so you said that you were starting to build your website, uh, and you were just opening up a new business. What was that new business that you were first opening up when you started to build a website? What was kind of the process of like, I'm going to do this again. And then falling in love with it to where it became smart monkey Webworks.
1: Right. Um, well, so my my ex wife and I own Smart Monkey together, and we we built the business together. And years ago, we were we we delved into the the raw vegan lifestyle for hmm. a couple of years, which which is pretty intensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah it really is a, a lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle uh, for it to work for any amount of time. And at this point, I, I don't really recommend it long term. I think it's phenomenal for, for a, a quick reset, biological reset, and, and then back to you know other healthy eating. But at the time we were we were really living that lifestyle. And we do you remember Cafe Gratitude?
0: No, actually. I don't think you ever heard of Cafe Gratitude. Cafe
1: Gratitude, there, there's still a couple of restaurants, I think, in Southern California, but they started up here. It was a, a raw vegan restaurant, and the cuisine was just it was stunning. It was amazing. The mm. single best tiramisu I've ever had in my life was a raw mm. vegan tiramisu, believe it wow. or not. But they opened one, they had a couple of locations in Northern California and they opened one in Healdsburg and we decided that we wanted to do a live weekly speaking event. And so this, this was something uh, Shay, my ex, it was sort of a dream of hers. And so what we did is we created Monday Night Live at Cafe Gratitude and we brought in speakers, it was mostly talking about health, Mm-hmm. But we had a lot of different speakers come and talk, and we videotaped it every week, and that we built a website for it. And so the the video of the talk would go online and people could access it for a week. And then after that, it would go into the archives, and a new one would come up and people could purchase access to the archives. We did, we did almost two years, we did almost a hundred events and And so it was like we had to build a website and really didn't know much about it, like knew that much about building websites. And Mm -hmm, and we had a couple of friends who were web designers who helped us out. And that was just so much fun to do that when we later opened another business, we built a website for that one. And then when that one closed, because we we opened that business at the end or at the beginning of 2008, just before the economy took a header. Mm. And so we limped along for a while and had to close that business. And I just, there was no question in my mind what we needed to do next or what I needed to do next to reinvent ourselves. And I dove in head first. I spent a couple of years waking up every morning at 5 a.m. And it was five to eight a.m. was my time to just learn and and mm-hmm. I was just trying to absorb and be a sponge and I did classes and I, I learned a couple of different programming languages lower order languages and uh, and started building websites for friends and colleagues as you mentioned in the mm-hmm. bio and eventually we hung our shingle. We built enough websites that we had a, a nice portfolio mm. and, uh, and we just, we hit the ground running.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to some vegan restaurants, my mom's vegan. Um, and every now and then we'll go meet up and go out to a vegan restaurant. I think we went out to like Berkeley or something. We went out to one. It's like some of the best food i've ever had you know it's like crazy when you go to like a really good vegan restaurant like it blows you out of the water you're like this is vegan like most people think i think that's a big challenge with like veganism or these kind of diets as people think because it's like a habit of eating meat or eating a certain way that people have and then expanding your mind to where you have enough of like like it makes sense to you what the recipes are that makes sense to you. And even if you line them up, but yeah, some of the recipes they have like tiramisu that they have, or I don't even remember exactly what it had. It was a long time ago that I went to one, but yeah, they just like incredibly, amazing they can do.
1: incredibly complex recipes to make it work. Like your ingredients, your, your long list of ingredients, each have long lists of ingredients.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, to make like, like cheese, for example, they like muddle and I don't even understand it. You know, I can't <laughs> simply put it into words cause I don't understand it enough, but, um, yeah. So very, very cool. Well, that's how you got into doing all that. What, so I'm curious about this. I think this is really helpful for any entrepreneurs or kind of business people that listen to this, whether they're building their own website or they're hiring someone else to do it. Um, kind of curious what your input is on that, but most importantly, like what is it that makes a great website? Does every website have its own purpose or is it all kind of the same purpose that you recommend? Like if someone was like, I can't really hire someone, I'm just kind of building my own thing on Squarespace or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's kind of the purpose? Well, of the website? It, it
1: really depends on a lot of things. So it depends on the, the ultimate goal of the website. Uh, Generally, we, we work with smaller businesses, mm. and, and w- one thing that, that people tend to confuse is, is they, they think, okay, I, you know, this is about me and my business, so I want the website to really represent that. But really what you want to do is, is you want it to represent your demographic the people who you want to buy your product. And those people are not necessarily the same as, as the culture of the business. So people sometimes tend to put too much weight on the, the business itself instead of the pain point that the business is is able to solve for people, because that's what people want to see. People want to see, okay, what can this business do for me? There's a reason that they're going to the business. Mm -hmm. So, um, you you want to strike the balance of of speaking to the correct demographic while still communicating who you are mm-hmm. as as a business business owner or or whatever you
0: do right uh, yeah
1: and there's uh, there's there's so much that really goes into it we're as i mentioned before we're a team of two myself and Shay my my ex-wife and she's mm-hmm. the design end so mm-hmm. she does the, the look and feel, the color palette, the fonts, the layout, and she's just, she's phenomenal at what she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she spends a lot of time really thinking about that. You know, one of the, we, we start any project with a discovery and that is a whole bunch of questions for the client. And mm-hmm. not only is it, you know, who are you? What does your business do? What's your ideal customer? But also we ask for links to several websites that they like because that gives her a feel for not only their uh, their aesthetic of the business itself, but, but the the clients that they're aiming for, so she looks mm. to to create that marriage. Mm. Um, one thing that I would say for anybody who's who's thinking of of DIY DIYing a website mm. is read. You know, go go online and and don't don't just throw up a website that you think looks pretty. Because pretty doesn't mean functional, or pretty doesn't doesn't mean it'll actually work for the purpose that you want. Right. You know, understanding uh, good calls to action, why that's important, why why imagery is important.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So also SEO is a huge component to a website, obviously. Uh, yes. And uh, what what's kind of like. Like if you could simplify SEO, because I feel like a lot of people really don't know. I mean, I'm in an entrepreneurial space and I talk with people, I meet with people. I'll be honest, I'm not even the most savvy with SEO. So I'm genuinely curious. But if you could like explain SEO to a fifth grader, what would it be?
1: SEO is search engine optimization. And that is how well you rank in the search engines. So let's, I mean, we'll say Google because Google is the 500 pound gorilla in the room when it comes. right. To <laughs> so is, is how well you rank on Google? Are you showing up on the first page even better? Are you showing up one of the, you know, number one, two, or three on the first page when somebody searches for, for your industry in your area, that's what mm. SEO.
0: Yeah. So how do you really master SEO? I know keywords are a big thing. Is that the main component? What else is there?
1: Here, here's what I do. I don't. You don't. I don't. I I realized at some point because we're a small team, I realized that I could be really good at SEO or I could be really good at web development and design, Mm. but I couldn't do both. I just didn't have the time and the resources to do both. So, you know, it would be a jack of all trades, master of none sort of situation. So, I learned enough to create a solid foundation for SEO. Mm. And then we refer our clients out to someone to do ongoing SEO because Mm. SEO it's, it's not a one and done situation. Like that's the thing. It's, it's, it's fairly complex and it's a very organic process. Mm. So, When I am done, I build the website in such a way that it is foundationally solid for an SEO professional to then go in and do their magic and and do their tweaks because it's always changing. Google is constantly changing their algorithms, their rules of what does work, what doesn't work, what they're looking for. So SEO is, you, you have to think of it as an organic ongoing process if you really want to rank well.
0: Mm. Okay, so you guys have another person that you guys are involved with who specializes. If they want to continue it on, I know you've mentioned yeah. in the past we've talked about it. Like if someone was, let's say someone was to do a DIY, um, that you you recommend using WordPress because WordPress just in general has a better SEO than like Squarespace or something else, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. In, in general, we we get referrals from time to time from SEO professionals we know who will start working with a client who has a website built in Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, and eventually they just say, I, I can't do anything else for mm. you. Like we can't right. take it to the next level. You know, if you rebuild it with WordPress, then we can get you to where we want. Because WordPress mm. was just, it was built from the ground up to be SEO friendly
0: out of the mm. game interesting just curious kind of what what makes wordpress be more seo friendly than squarespace or wix or any of those other ones
1: um i i believe it has to do with the way that the search engines crawl websites and the information that they parse and can pull out of the back end of a website
0: Mm, that's interesting yeah it's kind of like the og it's got the connections to seo (laughs) to everybody else
1: and it's also so wordpress is open source which i'm a i'm a huge fan of open source software
0: whereas
1: mm. whereas those other services are all proprietary software so there's there's a lot that we don't know about the back end of those platforms whereas sure. wordpress if you if you know the programming languages you can get in there and you can change any and everything that you well,
0: want to do interesting yeah and that's where you come in because most people are like i don't want to deal with that so i'm going to delegate it out <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
1: and don't don't get me wrong like the those diy services you know, like people can build some pretty incredible sure and, and just really well built websites with them but they tend to there they market to the lowest common denominator And Mm. they they want it to be as, as easy as possible for anybody. And most of the time it ends up looking like that as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've looked up some things on website building and whatnot for my own adventures and seen there's people who, they literally their business is building people websites through Squarespace. I I've seen people do that. So it's like they can run a whole business doing it, you know, and help people get results. That's really the whole point of it. But
1: there's definitely, you know, there's a time and a place for it. Like I I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like I'm just bagging on them and and think that they're bad products. But if, if you want a more professional website, you'd be better off having a a professional build it with, a platform like WordPress or, you know, Drupal, there's, there's quite a few platforms out there that work well.
0: Right. Awesome. Um, So real quick, I'd like to hear about this, uh, about loose change. Cause I didn't know about that. I thought you just did web development until I had read your bio leading up to this, uh, this whole thing, but a dancer, did you like do dancing in school or was it something that you did after school? How'd you get into that?
1: I, I lived, I grew up in Southern California and I started studying Aikido and Judo Mm. uh, when I was, when I was younger, when I was in my teens and absolutely loved it. I, I spent, there was a period of time where I spent eight to 10 hours a day, five, sometimes six days a week with my teacher. Wow. Uh, I was just completely, obsessed and i I worked a a job where i was done like i worked really really early in the morning i was done at 10 a.m and i'd head home real quick for a bite to eat and then i'd head to the dojo and and basically spend the day there and go home in the evening
0: yeah Uh, that's a full that's a full day eight hour day in the dojo
1: yeah yeah it was a full day and it was you know, like I ended up teaching kids classes for, for quite a while as well, but mm. my teacher was also a world-class ballroom dancer. He mm. was the, he was the first man in the U S to win the top four Arthur Murray dance awards. Wow. And he, he was just uh, Ken, Ken Oda sensei. He mm. was this, this, I loved him to death. Short, fat, old Japanese guy who was just oh, yeah. butter on the floor regardless of what he, <laughs> of what he was wow. doing. Yeah and and so he, he also he taught at UCSB so I helped him I was a TA for his dance classes there for a while uh, and he had his his dojo also close to there mm. and he, a lot of his students would would do both and it was amazing over and over, over the years that I trained with him, I watched this. A couple of people would join and they'd both have about the same like natural ability. And they'd they'd start doing his Aikido or Judo classes. One of them would also do his dance class, the other wouldn't. And their progression was just, it was incredible how much quicker the person who was also dancing would get at the martial arts. Mm, because they're there it's the same thing it's rhythm timing balance it's it's understanding this dynamic conversation between two bodies in motion right and and so i i think i i I was about i think you could say i was about a bronze level ballroom dancer Mm. and uh and i ended up moving up to northern california and i saw lindy hop for the first time Mm. Lindy Hop, if you're not familiar with it, Lindy Hop is sort of like the granddaddy of swing. Mm. Lindy Hop is where it all started in at the Savoy Ballroom in Harlem during during the Harlem Renaissance, and that's the one where you see people throwing their partners and doing aerials and wow. all of that. Uh, and so I started doing that up here in in the Bay Area, and I already had a dance background from doing the ballroom for years, and ended up teaching. And at some point, there was a group of us from that community from the swing community. And we decided that we wanted to kind of branch out and start playing with other stuff. And we found somebody found a hip hop teacher, Eric Finn. Uh, He's he's local here in the Bay Area, and got him to teach a group private class for us. And it was so much fun doing his, his hip hop class that we started doing it every week and then we were doing it several times a week. And then we started playing with, okay, what, how can we bring elements of what he's teaching us into the, the swing? Mm-hmm. And, and it just, it evolved into a fusion of styles, and and we started performing. Um, you know, we, there's a there was a big dance camp out on Catalina every year, and we performed out there. Uh, and over the years, we brought in just some of the most incredible dancers. Uh, Annie Rosenthal, uh, she owns Roco in Marin, mm. and she was a world class modern dancer, and she worked with us. Um we had Boom, uh Gregory Hines years ago. Gregory Hines, incredible, uh, you know, legendary tap teacher. He mm-hmm. mentored four boys who and they're the ones who created Bring on the Funk, Bring On the Noise. I don't know if you remember that show. It was an incredible yeah. Broadway tap show. And Boom was one of the was one of the four guys like he was in town at some point and and I don't know how we got hooked up with him, but he worked with us for a while. And we had this incredible uh, Congolese dancer work with us. And, and we just had the most incredible talent come work with us over the years. And so we brought in elements of swing hip-hop tap african modern and fused it into our own storytelling style Mm. and uh, eric finn is incredible choreographer we did we did a number of full-length productions uh for example we did one that was based on the hero's journey Mm. and just told through movement and dance
0: wow that's really cool Yeah. yeah so is loose change is it is it just kind of, I mean, I, yeah, again, this is completely new to me before uh, since up until the in- interview. Um, but is it a, like a gen- like a place that people can go to and just learn how to dance or is it more for like theatrics kind no. of stuff? Are you still doing it?
1: No, we're, we're not doing it anymore. Uh, that was, that was a number of years ago. Mm. So, okay, you know, I, yeah. I mean, eventually just, I mean, we were together for, I don't know how many years.
0: <laughs> yeah, long time. Sure. Right.
1: Well, well over a decade. And, and at some point, it's just, it's time to move on and, and do other yeah. things.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I had no idea about that. That was super cool. And then the jujitsu thing. This is all new information to me. But um, okay, cool. Well, it's about 30 minutes here. Keep our episodes around this length. And I'd like to, there's one question. I don't have a set number of questions, but there is one question that I ask all of my guests at the end of the show. And it's that Steven, what is your MPI? So what's the massive positive impact that you want to see create or be a part of in this world?
1: Uh, my MPI would, would be learning to embrace discomfort. Hmm learning to embrace discomfort if, if there's one thing that has helped me in my life it's it's that idea uh, we we spend so much of our times so much of our life like almost everything we do is is about moving towards comfort and mm-hmm. and whether whether it's the the critical necessary comforts to live you know food shelter Uh, Or just, you know, having something to do instead of sitting quietly by yourself. Um, There's, there's an idea called spider medicine. And, and this is something that's just, that's been huge for me. This idea, spider medicine is a, is a shamanic thought and, And I I really don't know, like, I'm not speaking from any authoritative place on this.
0: Okay, Like,
1: I couldn't tell you where it stems from or whatever. It's, you know, I've heard it third hand. But the idea is that if you look at how a spider hunts, a spider spins its web in a place where its prey will run into it. Mm. So in this case, you are emulating the spider, but your prey are your issues, are your triggers. So spider medicine is the idea of purposely putting yourself in situations that are going to trigger you, that are going to make you uncomfortable, that are going to make you face your own issues. But you're doing it now. You're doing it on purpose. You put yourself there knowing that it was going to be uncomfortable, that it was going to make you angry or whatever. So now you get to confront it on your terms. And the more you do that, you learn to deal with these situations in a way that, that instead of just a a gut reaction, you're able to, to say, okay, I've, I've been here and you can respond creatively Mm -hmm. or positively instead.
0: Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I've never heard of spider medicine.
1: Think, think about jujitsu. Right. When, when, when you're rolling you get put in some really uncomfortable positions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: and even, even if they're not painful, just it can be so uncomfortable that people panic. And so mm-hmm. beginning jujitsu practitioners, that's often what happens. They lose because they panic, because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And you look, you look at real experienced practitioners and sometimes you're like, how... Are you so calm and so relaxed when you are, you're upside down, your head is like crunched into yeah. your chest, Right. your arm is behind your back, and yet, and you're so calm, like, I've been here, okay, let's figure this out, instead of just freaking out and, right. and tightening up and making it that much worse.
0: Yeah, or if someone's like learning, laying... Learning to. Oh, if someone's like laying on you, cause yes. I did jujitsu for a while but someone's like laying on your arm and it's on your throat and you're like, I can barely breathe right now. Or they're just completely collapsing you. Yeah. And then your ability to just like, cause we'd have to learn that we'd have to like slow down our breath, relax. And just, I used to be so tense in jujitsu when I first started, I was just like muscle, 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 you know? And then, uh, my, I actually rolled with the, the master, our sensei that we had at the time. His name was Alex. He was a super, super cool guy, really chill, and he was amazing at jujitsu. He'd been doing it for like decades. And we got to roll together, and he would just like kind of teach me cool. as we did. And I was just amazed at like how he could just, he was like half the size of me too, and he would just throw me around. And I'm like, what the heck, you know? And he, he would yeah. always tell me, like, you just gotta like chill, you know, you're way too aggressive and just slow down. And yeah, relax. I started to practice relaxing every time I'd show up to, to the mat and I ended up getting a lot better at jujitsu. You know, I was just more calm and I could think better instead of just panicking inside of my mind. So yeah, yeah, I, I love that.
1: Yeah. And that, that was all you becoming more comfortable with your discomfort. Yeah. So, you know, for, for spider medicine as, as a practice. I decided that I was only going to shower in cold water for, Mm. for a little while. And, and it turned into a daily practice for me. At one point I did, I did over two years, I think over the course of two years, I maybe showered in hot water like six or seven times. Mm. And the idea was that every morning, one of the first things I did was something uncomfortable that I didn't want to do. Yep. It's not fun. It never gets fun. No. <laughs> but that set my tone for the day of, okay, I, I got this. I've already mm-hmm. done something uncomfortable that I don't want to do. So now I sit down to work and I can make that awkward call to, to the client who keeps missing their, their deadline or, or whatever it is. I've already set the, the tone of the day for, I got this.
0: Yeah. I do the same thing. Actually, this morning I did a cold shower. I do it and I, I literally like look at the water and I'm like, it never gets easy. It never gets easier. And I just jump in and uh, yeah, I get like under the armpits, you know, all the sensitive spots. Uh, I always warm myself up afterwards. That's a little thing I learned instead of just staying cold, but I'll just switch it over to hot water and uh, warm up a little bit afterwards. And then I get out, but that, that alone is, yeah. You know, when we go and do things that are uncomfortable and making phone calls or uh, making decisions of some kind, it's uncomfortable. And yeah, you already knock it out straight things. There's a lot of like mental practices that go in with cold. I actually did an episode on my podcast on cold showers. Uh, A lot of people really like that one. Yeah. I was just sharing my experience and kind of, wim Hof. i looked up some benefits from his website that dude's like that is
1: that is that's, next level
0: yeah that's next level i'm not i'm not there i take a cold <laughs> shower and warm myself up and i'm good but uh super cool well thank you so much for being here i really love that mpi and just embracing discomfort i think it's huge you know if, if you're in entrepreneurship or not you know it doesn't matter it's just a part of life because life is yeah. uncomfortable naturally uh but we are always seeking comfort and uh yeah it's an interesting perspective so definitely take cold showers people uh steven any uh where can people find you too i uh, yeah where's where's the best place for people to learn more? Uh, best
1: place is you can find us online at smartmonkeywebworks.com
0: yeah I'm sure you'll be the first one that pops up too, <laughs> SEO. <laughs> so, um, okay. Awesome. Do you have any, uh, any kind of final, final thoughts or anything you want to share before we close out here?
1: Just keep doing your thing. Like keep moving forward, no matter how dis discomforted you are, you know, mm. when you're uncomfortable, that's an opportunity to grow. That sure. is when you grow, you, you don't grow when you're, just laying in bed, comfortable and warm, right. Get out and you you face the issues and fail and get out and do it again. So keep stepping forward regardless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a saying that says successful people are willing to be uncomfortable in the interest of growth. Oh yeah. So I think it's, that's a big thing. <laughs> interest of growth is the big piece. Cause we don't want to just be uncomfortable just to like sit out in the cold for our lives, you know, but um, unless that's growth for you in some way, but yeah. always in the interest of growth. Awesome. Well, yeah. If you guys want to learn more about me, uh, feel free to just reach out. Let's do a phone call. I love connecting with people. Uh, I put a link in the description for my calendar link, uh, actually, no, I'm going to put a page where you can learn more about me. And then there's an opportunity inside that page for you to book a call with me. If you so wish, if you feel like it's a good fit, you like to learn more, check out that link. But yeah, Steven, thank you so much for your time here. Super cool. Uh, great to get to know you. I learned more about you, you know, in this with the jujitsu and the dance and all those things. We were always just kind of like the, you're the, you're the website guy. I'm the coach guy. And then, uh, this yeah. was really cool to get to know you a bit more. So yeah. thank you so thank much you, for your James. time. Yeah. Yeah. really. uh, This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. So for the listener, thank you so much for joining us, sticking around, uh, take what you learned here, get out there and make your own massive positive impact in the world. We will see you in the next one.